Startup Unscripted. The questions you have with the truths you need to hear. And now your host, Michael Dencio. All right, all right, all right. We are in studio We're today. Here. High Up five. Top, baby. Nice to see you, buddy. That you too. Mike Dencio here with Next Level Consultants. But as you all know, you are tuning in to Dental Unscripted, the startup series. So Startup Unscripted. And we're excited today. Well, I'm excited today because excited. I, I've done two live interviews. Okay. You're local. Okay. And uh, this is- This, this is uh, number two? This is number two. This is number, I didn't get the number one Spot. slot. No. We were the first ones to talk about it doing yeah. live in studio, yes. but you decided to test it out with somebody else to make sure it worked yeah, had before to, coming in and stubbing you it know. out, trying it for the first time. You know. So, so, okay. so exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> Uh, guys, I'm, th- I'm honored to be in the top five of live. Top, top five live. <laughs> top five live. Um, well, good. I'll, I'll introduce you in a second. Yes. Um, folks, thanks for tuning in. So this is, of course, the startup series. And what we're doing, uh, if you've been following along, so uh, kind of season one, right? Uh, we ran from the top of a startup, the, the, the beginning process and worked all the way through. And that was all of I think 2020 when COVID started and it was just a kind of a crazy time for all of us. And we've been dripping episodes out, but I decided to start it back to the top. So, um, and so we're going back uh, today. We're, we're talking lending and lending is one of those first pieces that you need when you're starting this journey. And I have a special guest because Matt with bank of America is here in studio um, and he represents the bank today, and we're going to get into some fun dental lending stuff. And you guys know that I have a ex banker. Uh, have you I, sat in the seat before, Mike? I I <laughs> haven't ever been interviewed. <laughs> but it never it never been in this seat. This, so. this hadn't been invented when, this, you, when you had this no. Day. <laughs> it probably was. I just yeah no twenty to see this year two thousand twelve yeah. when I was with the bank, and I'm sure there were podcasts happening, but I wasn't invited. Right. I wasn't as important as you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I don't know about that. (laughs) So with that being said, let's in true startup, uh, unscripted style, let's just get right into it. Um, today again, getting into lending Matt, give us a little bit about you and the bank and, um, just like that infomercial. Sure. Try not to bore too many people because I found that you guys fall asleep inside the first two minutes if we're not super exciting and fun. Especially if I get into in, into the weeds on, on this too. Right? Don't start talking about <laughs> no. interest rates. Right no. Now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Which way they're going? Uh, well, first, thank you, thank you for having me here, Mike. It's it's an honor. I've I remember talking to you after the first one. Just impressed with your skills and ability and my, my my well my background way way many years ago being in radio and and how hard it is to host and do something like this so uh i'm happy to be here <laughs> here we uh, are yeah here we are we're doing it finally. you do have a years. beautiful radio voice man. oh my god yeah thank you again for that. <laughs> you're just going to be lobbying compliments at each other the whole time and people are turning out tuning out yes, I, i've heard enough exactly no um yeah so the, the the banking world where we're at today is you know end of september 2023 you know one of the most important things i'd like to get across to to people and something i'm 
trying to communicate every single day when I'm talk to, talking to doctors who are looking to do this is how attainable it really is, mm-hmm. right, still. Um, I think there's a lot of thought, um, emotion uh, around the world today. And, you know, you read the news, watch the news, wherever you get your information, whether it's a TV, radio, phone, or whatnot, that, yeah. you know, maybe it's not a good time to do something business related, starting a business from scratch for the first time, even. Um, and if you, if you believe everything you read and hear, it can, it can sound really scary. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I would never try to mislead anybody that starting your own practice, your own business of any kind, isn't going to be hard, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be challenges. You're going to feel every emotion under the sun that you probably can, but um, still makes sense. It's unbelievably attainable to yeah. do success rates, um, default rates, however you want to quantify it, have not really changed from pre COVID, right? So, uh, when the doctor puts together the right team, builds a structure, has communication with those involved, uh, at the end of the day, the, the universal thing I hear from doctors is, Oh my goodness, that was, that was unbelievably attainable. Why didn't I do it earlier? Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I let, we're going to, let's deep dive into some of that stuff today on the episode, but just big picture bank of America seems to be lending uh, money to dentists. Tell us a little bit about the bank and what you guys are all about. Well, so as you know, and, and folks out there, what, what the first product that uh, Practice Solutions had you know, long before we were part of Bank of America was a dental startup loan. That That's really the DNA and the basis. The foundation. Of the foundation of what we do. And um, we'll, we'll get into this over the next 30 or 40 minutes or so. And there, there's there's a, a lot of details that, that have evolved over that time that, that, that make it such a compelling product and the success rate is what it is. But it all goes back to the experience in doing it, understanding the unique differences of a, of a dentist as a business owner, um, what they need to, to be successful and what their businesses can support. And that's really the secret sauce, right? Um, it, over the last 12 months, we've had numerous enhancements to our startup product. And um, back to my point earlier about how attainable it is, um, the bank would not be enhancing the dental startup product mm-hmm. if the success rate of the doctors doing it did not support it. Right? Got it. We've increased amounts. We've increased working capital. We've increased rent caps. All of the things that a doctor is going to need right now, we've continued to enhance. Yeah, uh, and it's because of the success that doctors are having. Well, guys, I, I think that I think that kind of leads the whole episode, so we can get into some of this stuff. Um, the The truth is, is like doing a startup and starting your own business is challenging, and and Matt said that it's very attainable and it, and it is uh, in my opinion when i when i see a practice start and they go through the project and they're looking at their budgets and they're looking at their projections and then they finally open up and that first payroll goes out there there is a bit of an oh shit moment okay and and that's because oh my gosh this is actually it's happening. real we're it's doing real. it i've got Mon- bills to pay <laughs> money's money's going out yeah, not yeah. too much money's coming in and so i wanted to talk a little bit about structure because I think one of the the things that B of A and 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 you said the foundational uh, history of your bank and and how they started startup doing startups a long time ago sure. gave the bank a lot of confidence to give doctors startup money. There's there's some really big banks that do a lot of dental lending that are scared of dental startup loans, mm-hmm. and so to me, I feel like your flexibility in the terms that you offer sure. give 
these guys and and um, audience, if you're thinking about it, get, would give you the ability to take off. Can you explain some of the structural things? Yeah, uh, on a on a Mike Dinsia level, yeah, like yeah. a dummy level. Yeah. Here. Start here and work. So, yeah. Work to, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, as you, as you said, it, it's a it's about the beginning and as they build their business, right? And and as simply put as I can make it, the the goal in the design is to give the business the longest runway it possibly can have to build up to where it's going to be. Right. right. It's not it's not going to be where it is in year five on day one, even end of year one into, into year two. Right. Mm -hmm. So having that runway, having that ramp up period, having that ability to be flexible to get to where it's going to be from a business perspective mm -hmm. is, is critical. Um, and in having that detail to it is what allowed the bank to have the confidence to do it where maybe others haven't. So yeah. it's it starts with post approval post post lease negotiation engagement when when the project really starts uh as, as you all know and, and and all the folks listening watching will find out yes or <laughs> well, they're going to find out uh is that it's a long project too right yeah. from the time you get approved to the time you you finalize your lease and actually get started it could be four to six months totally. right yeah. uh and then another six months plus to build the practice yeah. right so sometimes longer sometimes longer if you're in california yeah longer um so um so so I lost my turn. So, so that that amount of time to get to get there is important, and not something people expect all the yeah. time, right? So, so, so the first part of the loan, I think, is really key. What Matt's talking about is that project phase, and and the bank's ability to give you a chance to build this practice out, get all the pieces in play, and we're going to interview a bunch more people that will talk about all these pieces to come, mm -hmm. uh, and some past interviews. Um, but how the bank lends the money during that? Yeah, the project period. That's where yeah, you, you, you touched on it. So the first step is the project period. And we, and we give a doctor to start 10 months to build out their project. During that time, we're making payments to your vendors. You're paying your bills. The process is starting, but we're not going to require a doctor to go into repayment on that. Got it. Uh, and, and that's the first like piece. Like during the project, during there's the project, no payments. There's no payments, right? How, how can you, should you make a payment on something for a business that hasn't opened yet and started generating revenue? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a really key factor. Uh, 10 months, you know, in this day and age, do you always need all of it? Hopefully not, but yeah. sometimes even then some, and, yeah. and there is flexibility to extend beyond that too. Then you transition from project period to repayment period. And okay. that's, and that's, and that's where, where the that's, goes. That's, that's where the scary, yeah. the scary, <laughs> Oh no, yeah. I've got to pay. I got to pay somebody to answer the phones. I've got to mm -hmm. pay somebody to help. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm doing all these marketing efforts. I'm listening to everything that Mike and his team have to do to help drive business here. But you know, the, I'm not generating a hundred patients a month just yet to bring the the revenue in. A lot of which, money, a lot, lot of money going out, payroll, marketing, you rent. just said rent. Yep. Not so you've got all these payments going Lo out. A loan payment, right? You, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. a loan pay so all this is happening. You guys give tons of working capital to cover this, but still the account's dwindling. Right. And, and so to, to help offset that, um, the, the graduated repayment process is, is, is really the secret sauce here. And, and we have a three, a three tiered step to do that. Year one, your minimum monthly payments are going to be interest only. 
on it. 12 months where you're making the smallest monthly payment that you can and, on this. And again, there was no payments during the project. That's correct. But then once you officially open, that's when payments start. So, so you're a year into your loan right sometimes mm -hmm. before you're even making any repayments on it and 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 that and that gives a lot of flexibility to execute on the strategies you're building for your doctors as well okay so interest only in the first 12 months yep. and and then and then I think, it, and then it ramps up it, it, from there. It ramps up. So year two is a 50% principal plus interest payment. Year three, 75. It's not until year four yeah. that your minimum monthly payment is, is a full principal and interest payment. And, and I'm sure you talk to your doctors by year four. I mean, you're generating the revenue. You've, you know, if, if you plumb six, equip three, you're already having, you have operatory four five and sometimes six in there because you're operating at capacity and you're more than ready to, to support a payment like that. I want to talk a little bit about um, that, that uh, the cash flow, like not just the ramp up, but like what are some things we can do in the budget that, and you and I talk a lot about things on our, on our projects sure. about how we can reduce, um, reduce the, the cost of the project. Um, but because there, there are a lot of like, um, there's a th there's a lot of things we can do during the project phase to essentially make those payments even smaller by managing the project. I want to get into that, but, uh, I do, I do do a lot of like projections for docs cause they want to see what that first year month, first six months looks like. And what's really interesting about that is I, when you look at year two, it's usually the hardest year mm -hmm. cash flow wise. Yep. I know you know what I'm talking about. Do you, <laughs> why don't you describe that? Because I, I I think it's really interesting that startups are freaking out about that first year, um, but but it's really the second year that can be. Um, uh, tighter. Well, and there's a lot of factors that go into that, right? We talked about the graduated payment on the loan process and that's where it's stepped up from interest only. So, so, you know, on the cash flow side of things, dollars going out has increased. Mm -hmm. um, you've probably hired a, a hygienist and assistant by then. So your, your costs for, for uh, labor have gone up as well too. So the, the, the expense side of things has gone up and mm -hmm. while, while the cash in has increased, it's still in the growth period too, yeah. right? So it, it's, it's a, it's the ratio side of things. Get, gets a little bit tighter there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, to your question about controlling the, the budgets, you, you know, I think there's the way I, I like to, to, to explain it is we want to get you as much money as you need. To, to do the project, need right? Is need, the key. <laughs> need is the need key. Need is word. the key. Yeah, we 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 don't ever want to. We we don't we don't want to slash and cut to the point that you're not building the practice that you're proud of and that you dreamed of and you want. But you know, to the to the year two comment you you you're explaining there. You know, we also don't want to go over budget too, mm -hmm. so you're feeling the stress of something. You know, two years down the road. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. No. No. I. I what's interesting is. Matt timestamped this episode in the beginning of it. Construction costs are are wild right now. Um, a lot crazier than when I was in your chair. So having to get a little creative in certain things and um is is definitely needed. But you guys did increase your your limits, which is great. I, a lot of the banks did over the last twelve, even twenty four months, which was yep. huge. Um. 
no default rates. Yeah. So you raised all that, you raised your limits, and you still haven't seen any. We, we haven't we haven't seen a change on that front. In uh, you're you're kind of leading me here to it to something that I think is the most important part uh, of doing a startup. Okay, okay. everybody is going to talk about having a plan, being a good communicator, communicating with the team that you you assemble, and mm-hmm. all of that is unbelievably important. Uh, in, in my opinion, and in the most successful startups that I see, not just having the communication up and down with your team, but assembling a team that communicates very well laterally mm-hmm. beneath you, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your, your consultant, your contractor, your equipment specialist, your banker, um, everybody that's involved being able to communicate together for you mm-hmm. and on your behalf um, is what's going to allow for the creativity that you're touching on right now, the yeah. conversation of how do we go execute for a great practice for Dr. Bob, Dr. Mm-hmm. Sue, whoever it might be, yeah. right? Uh, and, and go do it. And, and, and it's it's something that I think is taken for granted a little bit it or is. maybe overlooked because yeah. there's so many other things. Mm-hmm. And if you build a team that communicates that way, yeah. uh, then the other problems you're thinking about and worrying about, they start to solve themselves. I, I've had clients that like, they, they're like, why, you know, why is Matt talking to Mike? And why am I not CC'd on this stuff or... <laughs> You know, or 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 I, I need to be making decisions, and don't don't get me wrong. Like, uh, that's a very important thing for your team to be communicating and that you're making decisions. But when it's scheduling, when it's something's not working well, it's really important that your team does have that flow, that trust, that um, the the acumen mm-hmm. of the of the industry that that helps you. Oh, 100%. I mean, we're, we're all in it for the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We're all in it for for our, our, our doctors, our clients, those that we work with uh, to have a great project, to have an efficient project. And the communication does come full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you do. I do. The folks we work with do communicate back to our doctors and they are the ultimate decision makers and they do. Um, it can be an efficiency side of things as well, right? Totally. We can take a lot of things off the, the plate of, of our doctors by doing that for them. And most of my clients are like married, have kids. How many, like, how many, how many clients have you had that, are, you know, they've, they've just gotten married, yeah. you know, they're a couple of years. Just had a baby. Or are about to have their okay. first baby oh. and they're doing all of this. At one, and it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's so cool to, to work with folks who can take on all of those that, things at one and time still nail and it. thrive yeah. right? and, and thrive. And it, that's really cool. And that is a, a tribute to the team that they assemble. Um, and uh, you're right. It, it's kind of funny. There's a joke at next level. I'll bring you in on it. So it's it's the strangest thing when we take on a client they somehow miraculously get pregnant <laughs> and it's like dude like we are I don't know dude. if I want to touch on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah the how and the, the why the we how, talk about our why I don't know the, they, yeah. they just get excited about their career and and yeah. they're just excited in general I'm not sure <laughs> but like but but it's true like uh you know family planning is a huge part of my everyday world as a consultant and it, you're right it is really, really interesting how all this still works out very mm-hmm. well for them, even though they're, they're doing all these things. And it's, you know, they're, they're the majority of folks doing a startup, they're at that stage in their life where up until that moment, 
the single biggest things that could happen in their life is yeah. starting a family yep. and all that goes into that yep. and starting a business. Yeah. Right. And, and it should, huge. It, right. And it, 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 it should be treated with the same respect and due diligence and, and care that all of them do because mm -hmm. it sets the path forward for the rest of their lives. You know, what's interesting, Matt, like I, uh, the last banking interview I had, um, I asked, um, the gentleman this question and, um, I want you to honest, I want you to answer honestly because I feel like in general this is the hot seat question by the way. Is it? Be ready. Is that why you turned the fan off? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I wanted everybody to hear this crystal yeah, clear. Yeah, okay. It it's it's actually not really a hot seat question but like do you like when my grandfather talked about getting a loan for the business that he started and my father told me what he had to do to get his loan. What's really interesting is um, they had to present a plan. They had to go into the bank. They had to have a conversation with a, a senior vice president like yourself and just basically lay the plan out and say, hey, Mr. Matt, this I, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I need this much money. Here's how I'm going to pay you back. Mm -hmm. Here's my collateral. Here's the plan. Right. And I, I, I'm going to call out uh, folks that uh, that might be listening to show to the show is if you're not prepared to do that before you, someone even comes to you and mm -hmm. asks you for money, I feel like you're missing something. So the hot seat question is, do you feel like they could come to you more prepared? The, the doctors? Yes. Um, I, there's always examples of, of doctors that could come more prepared, of course. I led you. No, no, you'd look me right in the eye and say, you're absolutely you. full of it. If I said, no, every doctor comes to me and is absolutely <laughs> I prepared. I wasn't going to let them to get everybody <laughs> no, no, kudos. No, 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 no. no, no. Um, but quite honestly, and, I, and this is the truth, um, it, in this day and age, more and more every year that goes by, yeah. the doctors are more and more prepared than they were the previous year. And I agree um, with that. Yeah, and, totally. and, you know, I know I'm sitting here with, with Mike Denzio on, on dental startup uh, <laughs> unscripted, right? But it's, it's a proliferation of information like this that's readily available, True. right? And it's an unbelievable value to, to, to the doctors and those who are out here working in this community that it leads to, to that. Right. And it, and it is the truth. Um, on the other side of things, you know, because I think you know this too, I, I don't require a, a business plan for right. a doctor to apply. And some do, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, I would never uh, discourage a doctor to not do it, never mm -hmm. call it a waste of time. It's unbelievably I valuable. Re I require it for yeah. my clients. Sure. It, <laughs> and this, this is why the doctors, by the time they get to me, are so much more prepared yes. because they watch your podcast, they talk to you, yeah. you require them to do it. Yeah. You know, you're making my job way too easy. Exactly. Well, edit, well, it should let's be. edit that part out. Well, my job is unbelievably <laughs> difficult. Um, it should be. It should be. <laughs> yeah. No. No. They, it, it's it's an interesting question and point, but but right, they're becoming more more and more prepared. No, sure. I I have to agree with that. Even though I was a little extreme in my example, it used to be that someone would call me at the bank fifteen years ago, um, <laughs> and they would just be like, "Hey, Mike, I uh, want a loan, and uh, how do I do this?" and I'm sure you get those calls. Still. I, I, I get those calls. Absolutely. And, and you will help them. Right. Um, but I would challenge the audience to not do it that way. Go to Matt and say, here's the plan. And, and can you give me the money? And he'll be like, heck yes. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course it might be too strong. Um, but, 
you know, I don't know if you've ever, you ever used this analogy before, but I use it with, with doctors all the time. You know, how, how does doctor run the business of being themselves in their personal life? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how much are they working and earning? Mm-hmm. How, how are they managing debt? How are they saving the things in their personal lives? Because these are individuals who've who've never owned a practice before. They don't have a business tax return. They don't have a PL to demonstrate to the bank what they are able to execute on. True. Right. Yeah. So what are the decisions these folks are making? Well, that's in what their I was personal at, lives. Let's reverse right? that. <laughs> let's reverse that, okay. though. Let's let's ask. Let me ask something uh, in a different way. What are the pitfalls of of folks coming to you wh- where you say no, or it may be borderline mm-hmm. no? Yeah. Are there things they can do before they approach you other than a business plan? I want. I'm I'm curious to see because I want you to after I answer this, I want to get your perspective on how much this has changed or evolved, if it, it, at all, too. Um, and when we're all out there working and speaking and educating, you know, our future practice owners, we touch on all of these things all the time. Um, the first one I think that happens mm-hmm. is is how they manage their student loan debt, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this has changed a little bit in the last 24 months because of all the, the programs out there post-COVID that allow doctors to, you know, take advantage that the government has offered. But, mm-hmm. you know, ha- having a significant amount of student loan debt can, can be a burden. It right. And and there's an emotional response to just pay it off as fast as possible. But there's a difference between student loan debt and credit card debt, good debt and bad debt. Yeah. Right. So where student loan debt is good debt in, in the eyes of the bank. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if a doctor's out there working, uh, working hard, working four days a, a week in associate position, corporate or private, doesn't matter. Yeah. They're making a pretty good living. Right. Yeah. And they have an ability to pay off their student loan debt quicker if they want to, yep. right? And especially where, where Mike and I live in Western Washington, it, it's it's not an inexpensive place to live too, right? right? right, right. So you start doing that and then you have and then you start racking up credit card bills because it's expensive to live too, sure, right? Sure. Uh, and, and that is a is a pitfall we try to to help avoid. Okay, so costs. so college uh, debt and how that's managed. Mm-hmm. Credit I heard credit cards. What else? Um, and then the savings is a part of it because it's all it's all full circle, it right? Is, yeah. You're bringing money in. How are you saving it? How are you managing what you pay for, right? Mm-hmm. And if and if you're using it to pay down your student loan debt, was a very understandable thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Your personal liquidity situation takes a hit, mm-hmm. right? So your living situation takes a hit. Mm-hmm. So you start paying bills and racking up debt on credit cards that you're not able to pay off every single month, right? I, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So so you do want them to have some cash. Um, um, and you don't want them to have too many credit card bills. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully zero at the end of every month, like zero. Pay, okay, it, off, pay that, it off in full every month. Got That's it. the ideal. Well, they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna hire me, so they might have some. But. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, no, no, but so, but the, we know about this. This is so when we talk about the sequence of things, that, right? How you make decisions, yeah. why banking, and not just because I work for the bank, and not just because Mike used to work for the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, having a conversation with your potential lender and making some of those decisions at the beginning of the process yeah. can help with all of that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we can look at marketing and consulting as part of the budget and the startup program, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so they don't have to take a hit or or put fees like that onto a credit card and not have the ability to True. pay it off. True. Okay. So saving some money, managing through the, the what about production? Like I, I, I know on the acquisition podcast, I talk a lot about like the fit. So someone uh, that produces 700 grand a year or whatever it is, 
And then we're looking at a practice that might be, you know, producing 700 and that would be a good fit. From a startup perspective, obviously you're starting from zero and, and growing from there. Is there a production requirement? Is that a good thing to know or present with to you? Yeah, well, so we don't we don't look at production per se. It's more about earnings, which is a direct corollary to what they're able to produce in a clinical setting, right? Okay. And the the difference between a startup and and, and the purchasing of a practice scenario and how it relates to the relationship the doctor has with their employer mm-hmm. can be very different too, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, if you're an associate working for a doctor to start up. You know, you might want to keep your plans close to your chest a little bit, right? So, totally, yeah. getting and collecting production reports might not always be an option. Yeah, so, yeah. No. So we so we look at the salary as a direct corollary to what they're able to do in a clinical setting. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Okay, so uh, we have covered team. We've uh, building the right team. We've covered the structure of a loan. Then we just talked about how to qualify. Um, Tell me a little bit about like, let's talk about some of the stuff that not only how to qualify and what are the pitfalls and challenges with qualifying, we covered that, but what what do you see on the back end? Of course, you have folks that, what can people learn from best practices versus um, folks that are struggling right out of the gate as a startup? You do a ton of startups. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually just went to a grand opening the other day. And, and, and that beautiful was, practice too. Beautiful practice. And actually, we um, we interviewed Chloe on the program. Yeah, can so we you, mention it? She she was number one. We talked about she me was. being number two. I, yes. <laughs> I guess it's fair that a, that a client w- w- got yeah. to go first. Yeah. Right? That's, clients, o- that's only fair. Clients yeah. go first, man. Clients <laughs> go first. That day, absolutely. So the first live interview was with Chloe. This will actually get published first. Actually, that's not true. Chloe's will get published well, now, first. I think now we have to publish Chloe's first because we've disclosed it here. Yeah, yeah, it'd be awkward if we went the other way around. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's true. But Chloe actually did everything good. Everything right. She just absolutely nailed it. Of course, there were some challenges along the way, like every practice. And she's off to uh, a fast, fast start. Um, Matt, you you talk to a lot of doctors. Mm-hmm. You um, you do more startups than I do. So, what are some things that you see folks do that put them in in tougher situations to pay the bank back? Yeah, and and I hope this. Doesn't sound too oversimplified, but, well, I but, want but it, it to re- really, it really is. Um, yeah. When I talked about you know building a team that communicates well together mm-hmm. on your behalf, the other side of that is trust your team mm-hmm. too, right? Um, you know, I, so give me an example of someone not trusting a team and things didn't go so hot. Yeah, so t- t- you know, if 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 as you're building out your office, right, the 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 progression from three ops to start to to op four, op five, op six, what type of equipment you put in there. Um, when we get to an approval for a doctor, the cash flow modeling in the first five years have been done, right? We, we understand what what to expect the, the practice to do, what the repayment's going to be, both for the loan and on rent, and all those numbers that work. Now, mm-hmm. when, when a doctor maybe takes a step outside of the advice that you would give them as your consultant or the structure that goes into the approval of the loan mm-hmm. and, you know, 
purchases a piece of equipment or technology, maybe a little bit premature and, and takes out some other type of financing to do that. And all of a sudden now has uh, another significant payment into their monthly cash flow that mm-hmm. wasn't part of the original cash flow modeling. It starts to put stress mm-hmm. on the cash flow that you're solving for. And in no way am I against technology in a dental office. It's, it's couldn't be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but the how and the when and where you get it and building up the, the, the base of, of your patients and your business to support it is important too. I'm glad you said that, Matt, because like a lot of the startups that I have helped, they they come they come to me ready to to swing. They want to do it all slam. on day one, right? Grand for, slam. forever practice on day one. They want to go for ten ops. Well, this is an exaggeration, of course, but we're. I guess I'll I'll I'll, I'll exaggerate a little bit just to to drive the point your point home. And that's just, just, they're just literally gripping down and trying to, to hit a grand slam when really all they need is an RBI. Right. And I'm not a baseball guy, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm going to go with this. Uh, But they literally are going for a grand slam and uh, baby steps uh, are, are really important. And so, hell yes, we want technology. Hell yes. We want scanners and 3D printers and Cerax and and all the things. Absolutely. We want you to own the building where your practice is going to, you know. All the things, all the things. But like, let's just take the Cerax, for example, or or a CAD CAM. Forget Cerax, but that's a brand. Let's just say CAD CAM in general. Um, I I always talk, I get in this conversation of like standard of care, like the standard of care is a 3d image. And I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) So, so the, the reality is that you might get lucky to get 30 new patients your first month. You're used to today working for a corporate office, seeing 30 in a week, Mm -hmm. right. Or, or in two days, if you're really busy. (laughs) And so like out of 30, maybe three need an implant. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, not even. Probably one. Right. And so I guess the point is or, like to have all this great technology, you're at bats. You're not <laughs> sticking with baseball. You don't have enough at bats to ROI that particular just yeah, technology. You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the crawl before you walk, walk before you run, run before you sprint. And I'm sure you ask this question of your clients all the time, and it's something I try to bring up in my conversations as early as possible too. Mm-hmm. Is let's talk about the process here. Let's talk about where you want to go. Let's talk about what your goals are, and understand that they can change, mm-hmm. they can evolve. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about wanting to build a practice that is highly leveraged on technology and can provide a certain type of patient care. Let's let's put that into the mm-hmm. plans we have now mm-hmm. so we can get there at the appropriate time and try to get there as quickly as possible. Same goes with purchasing commercial real estate. I mean, how many right. how many doctors come to you? I want to do a startup, but gosh, I can't lease. Yeah. Why would I want why would I want to pay somebody else for something like this when I could just buy? Yeah. Great. Totally. And we do have options where we can do that. I I, you know, if if I do 40 startups in a year, which I probably do somewhere between, you know, 40 and 45 or so a year. Yeah. Um 
you know, I, I would say one out of every five asks about it and talks about it and wants to do it. Yeah. But of that 45 to 50, it's probably, you know, two, maybe three a year that, yeah. that actually do it. Um, but my answer to that is I'm so glad we're having the conversation now because the things we're going to do and the plans we're going to place mm -hmm. put in place now are going to help you get there. And whether it's on your first lease renewal or your second lease renewal, we're talking about it now so we can yeah. do the things to help make it a reality as quickly as possible. What I love about bankers, and it's, um, of course, I'm biased because this is the world I came from, but what I love about bankers is they force you guys to think and talk and prepare for the business. Not everybody can can hire a consultant. We're not a great fit for everybody, but but you guys do help them on that initial prep and keeping keeping them out of trouble when it comes to all this stuff. Um, and so that's kind of where I want to pivot here. And that is, um, you know, it still makes sense to start up. We've, we've, we've talked about this. Can we talk about the relationship uh, that someone might want to have an open heart to? Mm -hmm. That sounds like a weird thing. We're not in church, but, <laughs> but like, I, I, th I, I guess what I'm going for there is that like a lot of clients are just like, Matt, give me a loan. And then I'm never going to talk to you again. Yep. It's not like you're, college loan or your car payment or even your mortgage, quite frankly, you know, most of us go get loans. We service that debt. We never talk to that person again. This is a, this is a business relationship and you want it to be a business relationship. Yep. A, a thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. This, um, this very likely could, and for some should be the, the first step in a, you know, 25 or 30 year relationship. Um, we all have clients that are more transactional and I have a conversation or two with them, get their information and get them approved on the loan and never talk to them again. Yeah. And that's, and that's fine as well. They That'd be unfortunate needs. though. That'd yeah, be unfortunate. It, but it happens and, yeah. and, and everybody needs something a little bit different. Um, but, sure. but, but the, the banking products, the solutions, the way, the way it's designed is, you know, I, I, I look at this in five to 10 year increments over a 30 year time frame because what you need is the associate, you know, five years out of school working compared to, you know, 15 years into practice ownership compared to the fast, the last five years of your practices you're getting ready to transition out is all very different. And mm -hmm. your partners that you choose, whether it's a consultant, a coach, a lender, um, attorneys, accounts, who, whoever, it might be should have that perspective of uh, evolving with you and mm -hmm. the products and the services and the way they support your business change because you need very different things at different times and you're exactly right for for those that want that type of a relationship um with, with the bank that that's exactly what we're looking for and, mm -hmm. it, and in fact actually helps us support the business even more efficiently i, I was actually thinking like um the bank's in, in in the history of me doing this, uh, I find that the banks that are able to give some of the most competitive rates, and I would put you guys in that category, uh, like just from a basic business perspective, from a ba banking perspective, because well, I was an ex-banker, is like you're not making all your money off of interest. You're you're making your money off of this this relationship. And so I find that folks that go that that don't have the most competitive rates, sometimes they're not selling the relationship as a whole because it has value to you having this checking account, even the payroll stuff, the merchant services. 
like this, this, that, that the portfolio of you giving a lot of your business to one bank can offer you some bigger discounts is kind of where I'm getting at. Yeah. And, and the word, the word relationships is, is the key word. Yeah. Right. And, and, and frankly, it, it goes said with, with any business relationship, right? The, yeah. The, the more relationship grows, the more you can get out of it, right? The yeah. more of a two-way street it is. And it's the same with, with your financial, your banking partner, yeah. right? And, and not just, not just the actual nuts and bolts benefits that you touched on there too. Um, but the ability to have a relationship with somebody and pick up the phone and have a conversation is important as well. <laughs> and for, for me personally, in the way I run my business, you know, I, I don't do every single thing from soup to nuts from the beginning of the project to the end. And there's a team that, that has expertise in certain areas and I let them execute. Uh, but, but I'm a resource for all of my clients, right? Mm -hmm. Post project in, in, into the life cycle of it. And, and I, I think more often than not, they'll say if, if, if they need something, just a question, just to get pointed in the right direction, um, they can call and ask. Uh, well, kind of back to the, the, what I was saying like is, um, that, that you, you went back to that trust, that trust conversation that we just had, um, you do have to trust your team and that relationship does matter because um, I have clients that are kind of aggressive towards their own team. Mm -hmm. Forget banking. Yep. We're talking about contractor equipment, IT, bank, marketing, uh, architect, consultant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they, they get very aggressive and there's a lack of trust there. And I find that like Chloe, for example. Do you ever feel it's confrontational a little bit? It can be. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is, is like Chloe, who, who you, you guys just met uh, in the series, she of course had the hard conversations to get her price and budgets in mm -hmm. place. But she everybody loved working for with Chloe and for Chloe. And what's really interesting, and, and I got a lot of clients like that. What's really interesting is, is everybody will bend over backwards for someone that they love working mm -hmm. for. You'll get the best deals yep. when the client is, is appreciative and you like working with them, you'll get the best deals. But the person that is, aggressive and confrontational and just it's all all about the nickels and dimes you're not going to get the best service it, yeah and, and i would say it's even more about the service service than, than, than the, the the nickels and dimes even right, right. because some point it's just it is what it is too, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. but 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 you're absolutely right about dr chloe and she's uh she's a phenomenal person she built a beautiful practice her family is fantastic yeah that was the open house we were just at and then we, we both go to a lot of open houses and and and, and that was Top that was notch, good. right? Yeah. Um, she would be an excellent case study in all of the things right to do with yeah. the startup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess on that note, we are uh, at our. Um, are we at the end already? Dude, it flew by. It did it flew by. by. This in studio stuff is, is I got to get used to it. I'm used to talking to people on the screen up here. Looking at it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But yeah. We, we, we are live and people are uh, able to watch us live and act, actually ask questions in the program. And, and so, um, this will get posted like all of our other, uh, episodes, but we will continue to, uh, give you guys the schedule so that you could potentially be part of the program. Nobody asked you any questions, Matt, but we just started doing this. 
That's fine. Yeah. We, I think we covered just about everything. We covered it. Right. Well, any last comments, moment, I, things? You know, I, I just, I want to circle back to what we started off and, and say that when, when we're, if you're a doctor out there thinking about considering a startup, um, there, there's going to be a lot of questions, thoughts, things that you're going to go through, but um, the attainability of doing this uh, has has not diminished. Uh, the success rate and what we're seeing with our doctors ha has not changed. And for those that are willing to to jump in with both feet, build a team, work collaboratively with them, it can be an unbelievably rewarding experience. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And so, thank you, dude. For, I mean, this was we we've been talking about this for a long time. It's it here. finally happened. It's here. We're done. It's it. And yeah. Matt, Matt had a background in radio, so I was a little intimidated that he was going to big time no, me no, today. No, but... no, 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 no. Oh, radio, but not TV. And this is the blend between it's... the two. So it, so kind of like I knew what to expect coming in, but then it kind of pushed me a little bit <laughs> out, right. outside of okay. the two. So okay. no. <laughs> well, <laughs> many, many years ago. Thanks again, man. <laughs> thanks, and buddy. and, I appreciate and it. what we're going to do is we're going to put any information down below to get a hold of Matt. Um, I would highly recommend if you have any questions about anything when it comes to business, if you're not hiring me, you need a guy like a Matt on your team that can, can, can kind of put the guardrails up and help you prepare for what you're about to take on. That's what a banker really does provide. And so Matt's contact information is below. And so uh, again, thanks guys for being a part of the program. Follow us on Facebook instagram youtube we've even got linkedin accounts like uh the the show's really been taking off and i just want to say thank you all for being a part of the program and again matt for for attributing to it man my pleasure buddy my man yeah all right buddy You're see welcome. it see ya